My favorite song right now and shout out to the team the smoothication experience team who are customers and fans of what we're doing with big black tea thank you all so much for making this amazing playlist for us to start off every show that i do now with our amazing guests at on the on the guide live show you know i'm really excited about today's guest because today's guest is a legend in the cybersecurity space and i'm excited to talk with him before i get into the conversation with him we'd love to get a sense of where everyone is tuning in from this lovely Monday morning, Monday afternoon for some of you all, Monday morning for others as well. Where are you tuning in from? This is your first time listening. Let us know. Talk to us in the comments and we'll show you love and give you a shout out. The guy I'm talking to today, man, he's super cool. Ted, I've had great conversations with Ted in the, in the past. You know, Mr. Ted Harrington is the guru, the bestseller of Hackable, how to do application security right yeah you heard it hackable how to do application security right he's the executive partner at independent security evaluators isc and their company is made up of ethical hackers i know you're probably like wait what 
there's ethical hackers or such a thing. Yes, there's bad hackers and there's the good guys. And Ted is one of the good guys. And they've been doing security assessments and security consulting for a long, long time. I think all the way back to 2005. They've been hired by hundreds of companies and have helped them discover tens of thousands of security vulnerabilities in their code, in their companies, and just in the way that they treat cyber intelligence. And they've helped fix every single one. He's been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, USA Today, Financial Times, Wired, the CBS News on Assignment, and today, the guy live show. And if that's not enough for you, he's probably going to be back in the future, right? But this guy has done a lot. And bottom line is that he knows what he's talking about because he's written a book on it, Hackable. He's going to talk a little bit more about what Hackable is about today. And more importantly, how do you protect yourself from cybersecurity threats? And what does he see as some of the trends in the future of work that he's super excited about and kind of you know diving deep with me today but with that said shout out to my homie jesse who's always showing love and tuning in and he's one of our biggest supporters please please check out what jesse's doing mr mercado is awesome he's a learning experience designer he's doing big things on linkedin and elsewhere ted welcome to the show buddy how's it going man yeah thanks for having me well, thank the, you for uh, making time, ted. yeah of course happy to be here man how's your monday going man I'm I'm pretty pumped, you know. Things are, yeah. Just our field is like nonstop helping people. So I've already had a few opportunities today to help some companies do what they're trying to do, and uh, it's inspiring. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Dude, I love it. I mean, and there's no shortage in cybersecurity threats right now. Everyone's getting hacked left and right. <laughs> so I'm sure you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> That that is true. <laughs> there is no shortage. Yeah. Well, so let, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ted. You know, how did you get into this field of work? Were you doing something different than what you're doing now before getting to this role? Were you, did you ever flip burgers at McDonald's or something? Now, what's Ted's origin story, man? <laughs> my what is my origin story? It's like a I'm a Spider-Man comic or something with an origin <laughs> story. Uh, yeah. So one of the things that I've learned about myself over my life and just reflecting on like the different milestones in my life, I realized each of the different sort of steps along the way, they were all driven by a small number of different principles. And at the time, I didn't necessarily understand that that was the principle that was driving me. But the benefit of hindsight is I could look back and say, okay, well, why did I do that thing? Or why did I choose to stop doing that thing and do this other thing? And really what I've identified by this point in my life and I know that I'll certainly identify more as I continue to grow and get to know myself better. Um, but the ones that really define my life are to do hard things that matter in the service of others and get better every day. Mm. And so those four things really define kind of like everything in my life. And so when I look back all the way to even being a little kid, I knew that those were the things that were going to define my career. And I had a few steps along the way, all of it defined by entrepreneurship. And, mm. you know, I started out in, uh, I started a company that basically was like a business to consumer company. It was this kind of platform that made events, the logistics around events easier. And then I moved into water conservation, but it wasn't until oh. I met who's now my business partner. And we started talking about security as a field. That was when I knew that I was home. And because all those four factors that I mentioned, that's what you get to do every single day in the security field. It's, it's nothing but hard things. It's all about mm -hmm. helping others and you'll never be successful at it if you're not trying to get better every day. 
Man, the homie Jesse said he loves that origin story because he could probably relate. This guy's a hustler. Jesse's a hustler. <laughs> He's always hustling, man, bringing joy to the world. You know, so talk to us a little bit about the security field, man, because this, it's, I mean, it's a field that I know a little bit about based on our past conversations, but you're the expert in it, man. You wrote Hackable, which recently came out. You're the number one best-selling author in that category right now. You continue because you're promoting it. But tell us a little bit, what inspired Hackable and why now, man? Well, two things happened that really kicked my butt into gear to write this book. So the first thing was over the many years that I've been doing this, and as you mentioned, you know, advising a lot of companies about how to better secure their systems, I noticed the first thing was that it seemed like I was having the same conversations over and over and over again. And it's sort of distilled into these 10 categories. And I noticed that that was really interesting that everyone that I talk to who's has security is relevant to their business. They all have these same 10 problems. Now, not everyone has all 10, but everyone has some of those 10 and these 10 kept repeating themselves. And when I first noticed that, I thought that's interesting. And that got me thinking. And I started thinking about, well, what's the solution to those common problems? If everyone's having these problems, how do you solve them? And that was the lightning strike that you know really kicked my butt into gear was when I noticed that everyone has some or all of these same 10 problems. And the conventional solutions to those problems are pretty universally backwards. Mm. And think about that. That's crazy, right? You've got people who are building their own companies and they know that security matters and is important to them. And so they recognize they have some challenges in order to do that. So they go out and try to solve those challenges. Mm. And the solution to those challenges doesn't actually help them solve the problem. Mm. And when I noticed that, that was I reject that. And I, I could not stand to accept that any further. And I do know the answer to those 10 you know, common areas. And so that was that day when I when sort of that lightning bolt struck, that was when I decided it, it's time. I decided to start writing this book. And so that's what the book is. It's, I mean, each problem is contained in a chapter. There's 10 chapters and it sort of talks about the whole process from how do you even think what's the right mindset all the way through to how do you capitalize on that? How do you turn that into business benefit? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, you know, businesses aren't going to do things just because it's the right thing to do. As much as we all want that to be the truth, we know that Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. So it needs to not just be the right thing to do. Security is the right thing to do, but there needs to be a business benefit. And so that that's why I wrote this book. And it's completely filled from page one to the last page wow. with the exact guidance that I give all of our customers, whether you know Amazon, Netflix, Google, you know, all these like major, major companies, all the way down to uh, startups that probably mm. no one's ever heard of yet because they just yeah. got their first round of, of funding and they're you know, they've got an MVP wow. that they're trying to bring to market. And it's the same advice that I give to everybody. It teaches you exactly what to do, how to identify the falsehoods and replace them with the the right way to think. Oh, I love that, Ted. You know, talk to us a little bit about some of the problems that you found in investigating and talking with some of your customers that inspired you to write this book. What are two or three problems that were relevant out of the stack of 10 that you're like, man, I have to touch on these? The, there's many, uh, as, as I mentioned, you know, there's like, there's that of them. And then each one of them has maybe a hierarchy of problems into it. But one of the ones that really, 
I have a lot of empathy for people who are suffering with this, even if they don't realize it. But one of the real big problems is that there's such a misunderstanding of how you actually go about securing software. So for example, a lot of companies who build software systems, they recognize that at some point they need to do some sort of security testing. Now, whether they realize that they need to do that themselves or their customer says, hey, you know, we need we need you to prove that you're secure before you can do this, or maybe there's some compliance program they're going after. They recognize at some point, okay, I got to do some security testing. So I got to hire somebody to come and, you know, poke some holes in my system and basically attack it and, and help me fix those issues before the bad guy does. And that's, that's good. That's, that is what anyone building software needs to be doing, mm. assuming that there's something worth protecting. If, I mean, if it's just like a WordPress blog site, uh, maybe, maybe that doesn't matter, but you're yeah. building an app that protects customer information or has a business behind it. But the misconception, the problem is where most people don't recognize the right way to do that. There's all these confusion of terms and what winds up happening like all day long is that people will go out, they'll seek this service to help them do some testing. And what they wind up getting is something super cursory. So I'll, let me use a metaphor to explain it. So let's imagine cars, right? So when you're, what a lot of people are wanting to do with their system, and let's see, you know, system is analogous to a car. They're saying, well, I want to know what happens in a, in a specific situation. So let's crash test the car. Let's literally mm -hmm. drive it into the wall, see what happens. And based on that, we can determine what changes do we need to make. That's what people typically ask for, that type of thing. Now, of course, I'm, this is a metaphor. We're not actually crashing, testing cars, but taking their system and saying, let's you know, pound it, find out what happens. So when they go and seek that type of service, the terms and the way that people think about these things is so convoluted and imprecise that what usually winds up happening they're saying, you know, give me the car crash test. And someone's like, yeah, I'll sell you the car crash test. And they buy the car crash test. And instead of the crash test, what yeah. they get is, you know, when your check engine light comes on and you go to like Jiffy Lube or whatever, and they plug that little device in and it says like, oh, you have this, this weird thing is going on and we'll do this thing to turn off the check engine light. That's what they're getting. So they're, yeah. it's like, those are two really, really different things. Both kind of have to do with the car. But it's this heavy reliance on automated tools and on scanning that can only look for known issues. That's mm -hmm. what people typically are getting. They're not getting the, hey, the car's out in the real world. We want to see what the impact is of a collision, which is, you know, the metaphor for a cyber attack. Yeah. And that I, I have a really hard time with that because people are paying money to try to solve a problem and they're being sold the wrong thing and they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. And they're buying the wrong services, essentially, and implementing yeah. the wrong solutions. So you, you created a book to, to address that. You know, it's powerful because I've definitely worked in organizations that have taken cybersecurity of extreme importance, such as Microsoft. But then I've also worked in organizations where I'm like, okay, yeah, no one knows what they're talking about. <laughs> because we're getting hacked every single day and there's all these threats. You know, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, uh, for you, when you wrote Hackable and, and all of the, the marketing that you're doing with it right now, you know, who was someone that inspired <laughs> the book outside of customers that you were like, you know, I got to write it for them, right? Because I have my, I have moms and dads in my life and, you know, my sisters, they're not cybersecurity experts, <laughs> but they, some of them still actually write their passwords um, on their, on their, 
on their in the in a sheet of paper, right? So who who's someone that inspired you while you were going through the book writing process, Matt? Yeah, I mean that that's a great question. You know, there were there's two people in or two groups I could even say that really played a pretty important role in this. Uh, one was, you know, I dedicated the book to my parents, and wow. the reason I did that was that they really inspired in me the um, the idea of serving others, and that's really what this book is. Like, it, there's undeniable personal benefit to writing a book. You know, it it's you get your name out there more and it's serving our security consulting business. We're getting more companies coming to us saying, Hey, we have this security problem. You obviously know what you're talking about. We want to hire you. So like there's undeniable benefits, but really it was an act of service because I'm not going to get rich selling books. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's about how do I help people solve their problems? And the, uh, the second person that I was really keeping in mind, well, my parents are two people, but the, I guess the third, third person that, um, was really in my mind as I was writing this was my 13 year old nephew. Wow. And because one of the things that my editor recommended in the writing process, and this is something that will forever be with me. And this would be advice that I give to anybody listening to this about anything that you write about any, not even writing books, like an email, think about it this way is how do I write it simply enough that a curious kid could understand it. Mm. And that's difficult with this subject matter, considering that it's, you know, this incredibly technical and complex subject area that huge enterprises have tremendous difficulty understanding, not because of lack of intelligence, just because it's a hard subject. And, but if I can write it in a way where like I'm talking to my nephew and he can understand it, then I will have done everyone a service because now the CTO who I wrote the book for is going to definitely be able to understand it. And so those people, you know, obviously have close uh, blood ties to me, but they were, they were really uh, instrumental in helping me get this done. Right. Dude, that is awesome, man. And it, it's so happy that you had that, their mental model in your head as you're writing the book. Now we know who to attribute uh, the success of the book to, man. Totally. Like, that's, we're going to push into a, a different um, area with you as, as we talk. You know, the future of work, you know, a lot of people see it in many different lights and, and very different ways. How do you define the future of work, Ted, and the work that you do as someone that's help, that helps companies um, um, stay on the offense when it comes to, to being hacked? <laughs> Well, let me answer that question with a different question first, which is, you know, people ask me this all the time, like, oh, well, what's your job? Your job is to identify and reduce risk, right? And that's true to certain, that, that is true, undeniably, that's true. Uh, you know, these companies hire me and our, and our company to help them find these flaws in their software systems so that we can help them fix those flaws. So at its most objective sense, yeah, that's my job. But really what my job is, is that my job is to foster, to empower innovation. Because really what I do is that mm. I serve companies who are building technology that's gonna change the world. And mm. I make sure that security does, that two things happen when it comes to security. Number one, security does not become the thing that prevents them from succeeding. So I make sure that the fact that they get hacked or whatever doesn't have an adverse impact on their ability to change the world in the way they're trying to change the world. The second thing is help them use security to actually gain a competitive advantage. 
And that's the big thrust of what my book's about. That's one of the big things that we give to all of our customers is like, okay, now once you've secured the thing, how do you prove it to your customers? And so in a way, and now this is a roundabout way to get back to your answer. You know, what I do is I help everyone else who's driving the future of work. All of these innovators who are building technology to say, how can we, how can we collaborate remotely? How can we provide access to people in ways that get around traditional physical constraints like visa restrictions or, um, you know, we can't hire somebody in, you know, some country on the other side of the planet because they're not here. Well, okay, well, now the Internet's changed all that and technology's changed all that. Mm. And so my job is to make sure that we can continue to innovate so that we can companies can uh, foster remote workforces that can use can leverage software and other technology to really drive the next advancement of whatever the business model is. And my job is to make sure that that can happen. Man, you're doing the Lord's work, Ted. <laughs> no, you're definitely, you're definitely facilitating that to, to happen. And you know, as remote remote work becomes the norm, it's already the norm. It was becoming the norm, and it was accelerated with COVID. You know, the world's going to need more cybersecurity gurus, Zen gurus such as yourself, who who are preventing, um, you know, uh, the hacking. Uh, a lot of different. Um, uh, companies, uh, and you know, we're we're starting to see this huge conversation around privacy and security um, abroad when it comes to in the high tech areas. But that also applies to even maybe incumbent industries that are still trying to embrace digital innovation. So, shout out to you, Ted, and all the work that you uh, Ted and all the work that you're doing. You know, want to have you show love to where people can follow you and your movement. Get the book. We've shared a link to the website in the comments, but. Where else can people, you know, spark that conversation with you, Ted? Yeah, I'm, I'm a believer in simplicity. And I think the simplest thing is to just go to hackablebook.com. Whatever that you would need that was sparked or triggered out of this conversation, you'll be able to find there. So if you want to figure out how to connect me on social media, follow me on LinkedIn, whatever, that's all that information is there. You want to learn more about the book or buy the book, that's all there. You want to contact me because you have a problem that you want to talk through or you want to talk about hiring our company to help you solve your challenges, my contact info is there. So hackablebook.com. Hackablebook.com. Ted, is there going to be a hackable book too? <laughs> there, there might have to be. I don't. I mean, it's succeeding so well. I mean, it's, it's clearly resonating. So we'll see. But no, nothing yet. It's resonating, man. You got to come back on it and show us some love. You know, thanks so much, Ted, for making time, man. We appreciate you. We hope to, to see Hackable part two. Uh, as well, yeah. man. Appreciate you, Ted. Yeah, appreciate you, and thanks everybody for spending some time with us together. Awesome, man. Talk soon, Ted. Bye. Peace. And shout out to Security Ted. That's his nickname. That's his brand, and that's his movement. Go make sure you check out hackablebook.com and get the book. It's a bestseller. He's killing it. And my apologies, y'all. Had some issues with the video. It went out on me. Got to do better in the future. But with that said, thanks so much for joining us. Please make sure to check out BigBlackTea.com, which is our new tea brand that is making mad waves, recently featured in NewGleek.com. Shout out to our customers for making that happen. Most specifically, Savannah Peterson. Savannah Peterson is the customer that made that happen. Got us featured in Newsweek, which is a huge earned press for us, which is a small to medium tea brand, <laughs> a small to medium business. And we're doing a lot. We're punching above our weight class. Make sure to also sign up for the waitlist if you're interested in learning and getting early access to guide 
We're getting better every single day. At God, every day is definitely day one, and we're leading our movement with you. And last but not least, aside from getting Big Black Tea at BigBlackTea.com, please make sure if you are interested, once again, your platform is our platform. Ted, his booking agency reached out to us and said, hey, we need to have Ted on the show. We think he would be great at speaking about this, this, and that. We made it happen. That can be you. Once again, our platform is your platform. If you're interested in speaking with us about the cool things that you're doing, whether it be you just launched your book, your podcast, your business, whatever it is, talk to us. We're here for you. Reach out to us at utfow.com. We'll make sure to look through our guest list. And if you are a fit, if you're doing something that we believe in, and it's leading an amazing movement, we're going to bring you on and we're going to show you some love and highlight you. All right, y'all. With that said, not going to leave y'all out cold. We'll play our amazing jams crafted and curated by the Smoothcation Experience team. Much love. Thank you. 